All right, what's up? A couple microdoses later, I didn't know what to really talk about. I was just going to be continuously talking about the same thing, but I got some shit to share this time around. So I just got back from Tony Robbins's Business Mastery. I went with a really good friend of mine, and there were a group of Tony Robbins Platinum Partners who were hosting the event virtually in LA. And uh, so we went to, we got an Airbnb and we were staying in LA. And the first day of Business Mastery, it's maybe 12 people in the room that we're in. And a lot of these people have been Tony Robbins Platinum Partners or are Tony Robbins Platinum Partners currently. And they say, all right, go ahead and introduce yourself to the room. So one by one people go and you you know when someone else is going and what you're doing is like your heart's beating and you're thinking about how you're going to introduce yourself and you're not even hearing what other people are saying, but only thing you're thinking of is like your own introduction. Yeah, I didn't hear a single word anybody else said before me because I was gathering my own introduction in my head. And when it got to me, I said, look guys, I'm going to be completely honest um, right now in my life, only thing I really care about is having sex with a lot of women. And everybody started cracking up. And I had mentioned a few other things that I'm not going to mention here. But it was interesting because I was being so honest. I was being very, very honest. And... I thought that me being honest with this group about exactly what I want, I felt that it was going to make it weird between me and the women that are in the room and fearful that the women would kind of feel like I'm creepy or something like that. Like, oh man, he's probably just wants to have sex with me, whatever it is. But the interesting is, the interesting thing is there was, uh, we were in like this little breakout room and one woman who was just very, you know, happy and secure in her marriage wasn't treating me any differently. As a matter of fact, she was very receptive to me. And she you can tell that she really enjoyed my presence because I am myself and I'm honest and there's no there's nothing hidden. And it reminds me of when I was doing my month of microdosing in Austin, Texas. And one day I was doing some deep diving into why is it that I don't feel enough with women? Why wasn't, why did I felt feel like I wasn't enough for them? So I started to think about my relationship with my mother because my mother being my mom, she's the first female relationship that I have where that involves love and I start to really put myself into my mom's shoes. And two months before I was born, her older brother died from AIDS. And then my also my dad, he was putting my mom through a lot during her pregnancy, making her cry all the time coming home not telling her like where he was going and he'd come home looking like dirty like filthy and uh and then he got sentenced to prison for two years and then 
they moved from Long Beach to Moreno Valley, which is about an hour distance. So they moved to a completely new area. My mom's a single mom having to raise three kids. She has to grieve and not just that, but she also has an hour commute to work five days a week. So yeah, dude, like it was really tough. It was really challenging for my mom. And I'm sure that like that grief and that sadness probably took away some of the warmth and love for me that I would love because she was she was struggling and not just that but like she I guess in my effort to gain attention I learned how to be loud or I don't know if yeah because I've always been this way and I've always wanted like my mom's attention and so I would have to be creative to get her attention and she would often say things like what's wrong with you boy or something's wrong with you and me being a child like I just hear those words and I feel like something is wrong with me and I was afraid of women and I felt so certain that I'm going to get rejected by women because deep down in my subconscious, the most important woman in my life I felt was rejecting me, which terrified the fucking shit out of me. And made me feel like I am not enough. And I forgave my mom. And I, I said, you know what? She did her best. I know that she loves us. And she, she was struggling. And she was going through a lot. And not only that, but she didn't have the best role model on, like, from her mother. Her mother wasn't, like... My my grandmother used to snort, used to smoke crack, used to smoke weed laced with crack. And like, dude, she, <laughs> bro, there's, uh, there's some other shit. There's some other shit, like crazy shit to that nature. And like. My grandmother kicked my mom out of the house when she was 11 years old. My mom came, like she was living in Hawaii with her mom. Her parents were divorced. And then she came home one day with her brother, 11 years old. Her bags were packed and, and her mom said, you're moving in with your dad. And uh, yeah, dude, my mom didn't have the best example for uh, being a mother. And how can I blame, like, dude, like, how can I possibly blame her? Like, bro, she did her best. And you know what? I love her for that. I'm so grateful for that. Like, thank you. And you know what? You, I know you didn't mean to make me feel the way that I felt. There's no way. There's no way you would ever intentionally try to make me feel like there's something wrong with me. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. So 
I was having this, yeah, I was having that this day on when I was microdosing. I was just, and I was like, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to be open to dating. And I, I remember I was talking to my business partner and I'm like, I don't know, I might be open to dating, but like, I want to make sure I'm in a better position. And we're going back and forth in the kitchen. And she's, she's not backing down from this when, when I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about dating. She goes, well, like, why, like, why not? And I was like, well, like, I want to make sure I'm in a better position and all this kind of stuff. And I feel like the woman that I want, um, I just, yeah, I think I just, I just want to be in a better position in life when I find a woman. And she pointed out a friend of ours who was in a relationship with, um, someone and like through thick and thin, like, bro, he was like, yeah, like, how about this guy, his girlfriend like stuck through him with him through all of the fucking bullshit. And she goes, she goes, look at us. Like we're struggling and I'm still here with you. And I'm like, damn, like you're right. And she goes, yeah, like you should definitely be open to it. You know, like do it. And she like really pushed. Like I remember like she, she didn't normally like push like the way she did. And I was like, okay, all right, I'll be open. So on the last day of the dinner party that, uh, the, our last evening in Austin, we threw a dinner party, had like 25 people show up. And I started off with my group. I'm talking to the people who are in my vicinity, but it's a long table. So throughout the evening, I'd get up from my seat. I'd go talk to the other, like another group of people. And then I get up and I go to a whole new different group. So I had walked up to a group of uh, three girls who I don't really know, but like they're kind of loose connections. And I sit down and I'm pretending like I'm God and I'm gracing them with my presence. And I'm just like, yes, yeah, just, it's, a, it's a pleasure for you that I'm here right now. And just being overly, just like over the top of ep- obnoxious and then and they're laughing and stuff for you know having a good time and then i said do you know what my biggest insecurity is and this has been on my mind because i've been doing a lot of healing when it comes to this and then they squinted their eyes and they tilted their head to the side and they went into their head and they started to think and as they're thinking, I'm thinking, wait a second, am I really about to tell them? I'm like, yeah, like, I'm going to tell them. And then I thought, dang, man, they may not like me when um, when I say it. But I'm like, oh, well, like, if they don't like me, I'll fuck it, dude. I don't care, man. Like, whatever. I don't give a shit. So one girl goes, imposter syndrome? I said, no, it's a good one. And they're like, oh, no. And I was like, it's women. Like, I'm terrified of women. And I don't remember whether or not I had mentioned my mushroom trip to them. I don't I don't remember whatsoever. But, um, yeah, just, like, telling them, like, yeah, I, I'm terrified of women. I... I probably even said that I've never had a girlfriend before. And 
I just opened myself up. And the the craziest thing happened. Two out of three of those girls began to look at me with so much attraction. They were lasered onto me. And it was interesting because I didn't feel like I had to be... Anything else but myself. Like, whoa, hold on, dude. Like, I just told these girls the truth. And, like, they are the mesmerized here. And I took that with me. I remember thinking that. Like, whoa. Honesty. So that's where I'm at right now. And uh, I, w- I went to dinner with my friend after day one of Business Mastery. And I said, you know, man, you're you're in this room. Everybody's going around introducing themselves. And this person's talking about this business, this business, blah, 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 blah. And then it gets to me and I just talked, I just mentioned that I really am just interested in having sex right now. And just a a couple of like creative projects that I'm working on that are going to, that I really, that I'm really excited about. Um, (laughs) Dude, it's, it's so fucking cool, man. I'm trying not to give away too much information about what it is, at least right now. Uh, because like, yeah, I'm just not ready yet. No, dude, but it's coming. It's fucking coming, dude. And and so am I. I'm going to be fucking coming. Coming like a motherfucker. So. <laughs> it's going to be glorious, bro. Uh, so yeah, man. Um, and then like my my homie, he had recently become a Tony Robbins platinum partner, and that's been super awesome, and it's been very inspiring. But the thing is, like, he's been really struggling. Like, he's been really, 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 really struggling, trying to like find solutions to be able to like pay it off because it's eighty five thousand dollars. Like. It's not like, oh, okay, yeah, that was easy money for him. Like, it put him into, like, a position where he had now how to figure out how to fucking pay this thing off. And we're at the event, and he's just making up all these fucking scenarios about what can... Like, what you can do to make money and all this kind of stuff. He's like, yeah, if I dedicate my time, I can get there in, like, three months, six months. And I'm like okay like all right and he i'm like that's yeah yeah you can definitely do that 100 percent. and he's coming up with all these scenarios he's coming up with fucking like 10 15 20 different fucking scenarios and then i'm like if, and then if i like i'm like dude 
you're oversimplifying this. He starts to fucking argue. We start to go back and forth arguing about a fucking made up scenario that he's not even executing on. He's defending this fucking bitch ass position and he's not taking any fucking action on. And it was, it was starting to get on my fucking nerves. So, like, he, on one of the evenings, I'm lying down in bed, motherfucker sitting on the couch across from me, and then he's going into scenarios again, right? And then I'm like, fuck, I put some fucking ear, my AirPods in, I was listening to music, he went to take a shower, and then my ear started to hurt because I can't fucking put AirPods in my ears for too long, like, it just like starts to really fucking hurt my ears. And then I'm like, bro, I, I gotta fucking talk to this motherfucking man. I gotta tell this nigga, like, bro, you're you're fucking getting on my nerves. So I was feeling a little nervous and I was collecting myself and he you know, the op the fucking bathroom door opens and it's like, all right, you gotta say something. And I'm like, yo, uh, my brother. And he goes, yeah, what's up? I said, remember when you told me about that Asian girl that is cute, but you didn't find her attractive because she wasn't present? He said, yeah. I said, that's how I feel about you. Like, I'm, it makes sense because you're not present whatsoever. You keep launching yourself into these fucking made up future situations. And I'll be honest with you, man, I feel like what you're doing is you're, you're chasing after money. You're, you keep talking, you keep saying you can make fucking a fat stack and, you know, I don't want to learn from someone if they're making 400K, all this, all this kind of stuff, all this egoic, like, I want to learn from some, I want to work from real players, right, who are doing, you know, seven, eight figures in their business, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, f fucking fair enough. But I think the truth is you're fucking terrified. You're terrified just like I am to fucking talk to women. You're terrified to open yourself up emotionally. And what you're doing is you're trying to run away from that by pursuing something that you feel like nobody will question. Money. I'm going to go make a lot of money. I'm not going to focus on that. I'm just going to make a whole lot of money. And who's going to argue against that? That sounds like a good goal. You should go ahead and yeah, go for it, man. But, but bro, like, at the end of the day, it's just a great excuse for you to not take action on what you really want to. And you're just avoiding what you're terrified of. And... He was like, well, man, what can I say, man? You're right. And uh, he took it well. But, um, yeah, like, the, the, the thing is, like, I was, I was feeling very annoyed with my friend because we value different things. And I also have to, I also put myself in his shoes as well because he only cares about the result. I can get the result in three, six months, all this kind of stuff. He's always like oversimplifying things to shortcut time. 
if I really put my fucking mind to it, I can I can achieve this. I only need like two three months. Like he's always he always says something like that. Like he's trying to achieve some kind of result super fast. And having me having traveling ha- having traveled the world, doing the biggest thing that I set myself to do, getting this really crazy result, and realizing like the result isn't what makes you happy. It's actually the process it's the journey along the way which is the gold that is where most of the life is lived most of the life most of your life is not lived on that you know 24 48 hour high of achieving a goal right like sometimes that takes years to get to that point to get to that week that those two weeks of celebration whatever it is but bro like there's so much fucking beauty along the way like think of like a video game of a fucking adventurer who's like becoming stronger and and there's all these different quests and then you know you're learning and there's like different surprises along the way like dude that's the gold that's the fucking gold that's the best part of it all is the experiencing of it like to be present with life, to be engaged with life, that is the reward. The reward is to be present because what we're trying to do and where we're trying to get to at all times is the present moment. Like when we think about, this is my thoughts on this and I can be wrong and I'm very passionate about this right now. So I'm going to just take it down just a second. I believe that when people are thinking about getting to some kind of finish line where they're like, okay, like once I do this or like, you know, they have these milestones in their head of when they'll feel like they'll be satisfied with their life. Like, oh, okay, like, okay, now I got to go uh, get myself a house. Okay, now I got to, um, okay, so I got to find myself a partner and then, okay, we got to have kids. And then it's like, okay. Once, okay, then I got to get myself a secure job and like, all right. And then we, we think about, you know, those things or, you know, I, I, I put myself in the shoes of how most people are thinking. I don't want a family whatsoever. I'm actually uh, planning on getting a vasectomy uh, very soon. But the point that I'm looking to make is people think once they get to a certain place, then they'll like feel happy, they'll feel satisfied with their life and they feel okay. And... It's really where they're like, where they can feel good about the present. So it's like, oh, in the year, in many years, I can feel good about the present. But it's like, dude, you miss out on so much by not being happy with the present right now for how the present is. Because it's the present. Because you get to live here. Like, this is where we're always, this is only where we're ever going to live here. Like, this is the best part, dude. It's the fucking unfolding. And it's cool when we get the result. That's awesome. It's a cherry on top. Let's enjoy that celebration. But, bro, we can also enjoy the whole process. And he wasn't He wasn't getting that. My homie wasn't getting that, man. He wasn't getting it. He was bouncing off his head. And it was getting on my fucking nerves.
so I told him, I said, dude, like you're obviously a lot more result oriented. I'm a lot more process oriented. And then like, yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't good for me to keep kind of for our two energies to keep bouncing back and forth. I'm like, nah, this is not good for me. So I made the decision to, uh, to leave a little bit early from uh, business mastery and not just that, but I've, the fucking event was in LA and goddamn, dude, I was just reminded of how much I fucking hate LA. Dude, I fucking hate LA. Oh my God. Fuck LA. I am going to make a commitment to myself to never set foot in LA again. Unless I'm going to like LAX. Or some shit. Or like. Dude, fuck LA, bro. Fuck LA. I fucking hate LA. There's way too many people in LA. There's way too many people. And it's it's actually kind of scary. There's so many people. It's like, bro, I feel like. I, I, don't, I feel like I don't matter right now. I, I just feel like. There's all these people, and I feel like I'm just a number. It's uh, it's weird because people are no longer things to connect with. They're they're now kind of like, I don't know, little obstacles. And um, yeah, it's like a jungle. It's like, dude, this is, this is weird. There's like no human connection out there. Dude. I ain't like that shit, man. That shit did not resonate with my soul. But anyway, um, having talked to my friend and, and just being honest with him, he was really receptive. And he said, what can I say, man? You're right. And um, he started to talk to me about different solutions that are more meaningful to him, whatever. And, um, I'm just like, dude, like, I'm, I was just so fed up. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck, bro. Just go do it, bro. Like, stop with the fucking scenario shit, bro. Just like, just fucking do it. Like, I'm tired of hearing about all this fucking shit. You're talking all this fucking talk. And, um, and we're, you're not, you're not fucking moving forward. So we'll see. Um, and then <laughs> the, the following day we're, you know, we're, we're leaving, uh, together actually, you know, I'm taking him back to his house as well. And we're in the car and he's like, Hey Greg, like we were talking, he's like, Hey man, like, are you good, man? Like, I don't want to annoy you or anything. I was like, man, like you're okay, man. Like I'm chilling dog. You're good. So I think, um, I think that he really took what I said to heart. And I think that he, um, you know, I think he values what I have to say and I think above all, I think he he values honesty. You know, um, he's a very honest guy. Um, he's very expressive. He's he's a very honest guy. So I think he appreciates when somebody puts him in check as well. And I feel good having done that. And I feel like um, that's going to ultimately bring the relationship uh, together. So. I am reminded about the power of honesty. And I remember when I was in Cambridge, 
well, my former business partner, I remember uh, we were, uh, well, actually, before we were in Cambridge, I, I remember a couple times. I remember when we were in London, we were taking uh, a train, and we were, she and I were having a conversation, and uh, she was, uh, um, she was in a, situation where she had to be uh, honest with somebody but by being honest like it would it made her feel vulnerable and uh so we're like coming up with like a message to send to this person and i remember she's like man why is honesty so hard i'm like bro isn't that crazy isn't it crazy like how freaking hard it is to be honest like honesty is hard honesty is hard and I have a mentor who's very honest. And um, his name is Stephen. And I, I called Stephen and I asked him, I was like, I was like, Stephen, like when, like how, were you always honest? Or at one point in your life, do you, did you become honest? And he's like, yeah, man, like I, I became honest, like in my, I started to become really honest in my 40s. And I was like, in your 40s? And that, like, for me, that felt good because I was like, okay, cool. It's not like, oh, yeah, for me, I became honest when I was fucking 17. I'm like, that's so unrelatable. Like, fuck, like, you've always been that way then. Like, you, you so there's, a, there's like a click that happened in your brain. But for, for me to hear, like, damn, like, he went through his 20s and his 30s, like, you know, getting kind of run over and not being able to be super honest. And to think, like, you know, he's like 15 years into, you know, being honest and living honest life. And um, I posted a uh, a video of um, basically the wisdom that my mentor has shared with me, uh, with my uh, my business partner on uh, on YouTube. I think the the channel. Uh, well, let me think. I would like to share, but I don't know. I don't think she would be happy with me sharing. Uh, uh, sharing it, but whatever uh yeah just like fucking you'll you can you're a smart person just like do some fucking youtubing like just like type my name or just fucking you know fucking figure it out you'll you'll be able to find it if you really care it's a whatever video i'll be honest with you to me i'm like eh, it's a, it's okay but um my uh yeah yeah my mentor like that gave me a lot of confidence that okay we can do this and it was a it was a process dude like it was so fucking difficult and challenging fucking learning how to be more open be more honest and like oh man like sharing fucking this like deep fucking sides of myself that I'm just like feeling so fucking like ashamed about and like to be loved that like at those tender points, like, oh my gosh, man, man, like, um, for me, I feel like I've, I've spent a lot of my adult life just really, I guess, like, deprogramming the old bullshit, like, just trying to get rid of all the bullshit that's been planted into my brain about, like, who it is that I am, how life is, and, um, how it should be, and, like what reality is and like I fucking had to brainwash myself with some better shit through the books that I read and uh, then ultimately getting off social media uh, a year ago dude like 
just fucking reprogramming, like just basically remembering who I was when I was a child. Like who was I when I was four years old? And like the world told me that, like the world didn't tell me like who it is that I was. And I was like, no, like this is what I want. This is who I am. This is how I am. And connecting back to that person and just being like, no, like this is who I am. This is what I stand for. And it's just deprogramming all of that bullshit um from from my life and reprogramming it to really just fucking connecting back with myself and dude like i i think about this all the time i have this thought all the fucking time i have this thought every day all the time i always think dude i'm so happy to be me like i'm so lucky that i am me like fuck dude did i get fucking lucky holy shit and i'm constantly like in awe i'm like Dude, I'm fucking tall, I'm light-skinned, I'm fucking handsome, I speak well, like, I have a great personality, like, I I fucking was so lucky to have, like, the story that I have when it comes to my life story, it's, it's intriguing, and just, like, how I'm built, bro, and what my natural skills and talents are, I'm like, bro, did I fucking hit the lottery, holy fuck fuck holy fuck holy fuck did i hit the lottery dude fuck like dude i what the fuck i i got to be me it's the coolest shit dude and the thing is like i didn't always feel that way though through time through effort through challenge through perseverance and accomplishing just being disciplined I built my confidence over time. Over time, just through, like, just committing myself to things and just, like, boom, okay, I hit that milestone. I remember I was, uh, I was fat. Um, I, I I thought that getting buff would get me bitches. And what, what happened was I knew nothing about nutrition and I was working out, but I ended up getting fat. So I was like 210 pounds and I was fat and I was round and I was not looking cute. And I had this health class. I remember one day, and I was in college, and one day they showed this video of um, someone, uh, like what is like, someone having a heart attack, right? It was a, It was like a fictional thing, but like it showed it like as like human actors. And that terrified me. I'm like, Bro, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to get to like my fifties and like my children are thinking about like, oh my God, is dad's health like, okay. And all this kind of stuff. I'm like, bro, fuck that. And I fucking went to the nurse's office and I weighed myself as like 210 pounds. I said, fuck this, bro. I started drinking a gallon of, of water a day. A whole gallon of water a day. I used to go uh, fucking take my fucking gallon of water. I would go to Food for Less in the fucking morning. And then I'll put 25 cents in and just hit the fucking one gallon. Boom. I'll be walking with that bitch all day. And then I started doing insanity. And here's the thing. I fucking lost 60 pounds in five months. I lost so much weight in such a short period of time that I would stand up out of my car and I'd get dizzy. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, okay, hold on. Like, I get lightheaded and I have to like lean on my car a little bit. I'm like, fuck, bro, fuck. And I and I was I was afraid, man. Like, I was like, damn, did I lose too much weight in such a short period of time? But like, 
I accomplished that, right? So I got that like in in the bag and just different things like over time, you know, you just add a little bit more and more and more to your resume and it's like, okay, I got my marathon. I ran my marathon. All right, dope. I did that. Oh, I had the time where I fucking woke up at five o'clock in the morning every day for 619 days. All right, boom. I got that under my belt too. It's like, okay, now I got the time where I traveled the world with my own business and uh, with, with my best friend for a full year and we figured it out, broke as fuck. It's like, okay, now I got that accomplishment under my belt too. So it's like, boom, it's like, damn, bro, hold up. Like I've lived a lot, I've experienced a lot and I've learned just a tremendous amount and I now possess enough experience and done enough things for me to look at my life and and say, okay, what is it that I want? What is it that I like? What is it that I don't like? How is it that I want to live? What's a common, and now I know how to, I know how to win as well. Like, okay, well, I've done all of this stuff. I know how to win. I know what goes into winning. And I know what that process is like. I know what it feels like. So now at this point, because I know the process, I'm like, okay, I can be patient. I can sit back. I can smile. I can go through it this time with more grace and ease and more presence. But um, it takes time to get there. And, and that's fine. But I want you to know that it's possible. It's 100% possible. You can do it. Just continue to fucking work on yourself and build yourself and go for shit. Don't just listen to, to shit. And like, I would first and foremost advise you 100%. If you're not posting on social media, just get off social media. Like, don't consume it anymore. That would be step number one. Like, if you're not posting shit, just get off because it's not doing you any benefit. You, you're tricked into thinking that it's doing you benefit because you're because it feels good in your brain because it gives you a dopamine hit because it feels like you learned something and you justify it to yourself as if you just made progress towards something when all you, you haven't made progress towards anything. You're just literally sitting down on your phone and you just fucking feel good about this fucking piece of content that you just saw that you're going to fucking forget about five minutes later. So yeah, get the fuck off and uh, start just fucking pursuing things that you want to do. Just like, what what do you want to do? Give yourself the fucking permission to do it. I gave you permission to do it. Like, yeah, like start doing shit that you want to do and that you enjoy. And don't let anybody tell you that it's like, it's it's a bad thing. Don't tell people if that's the case, but start like you find self-love by like really listening to yourself and loving yourself through that and like appreciating the fact that you are doing you're taking actions to take care of yourself. Fuck yeah. You got this, dog. You fucking got this. I'm I, I feel like I'm living life on God mode. Like I'm so fucking grateful. And it's like I know that I'm going to get exactly what I what I want. Because I I fucking I've lived this journey many 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 times many 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 times, you gotta you gotta stack those wins, and you can't get the big wins without the small wins, and that's where each and every single day you gotta take care of business. You gotta take care of business each and every single day. Be as present as you possibly can be. Enjoy that shit, and fucking celebrate when you do something you that you do that you didn't want to do like take a cold shower or you fucking went to jujitsu or you fucking worked out like i know sometimes like we beat ourselves up because we're not where we want to be but like be fucking so happy that at least today you made the decision to to do it 
right? Today you made the decision. So I appreciate you. That's what the fuck's been going on on my end. I'm stepping more into myself, being a lot more honest. It feels great. It feels liberating. I know people, some people are going to be very upset about it. And that's fine. That's fine. Oh, well. Oh, well. So. I can't, I can't compromise myself to try to make other people feel good about themselves. I can't. If me being my fullest self means that comes at the cost of you in my life, look, I got to choose me. I got to choose me. And this is why I'm like, I got to get a vasectomy because I'm like, dude, I'm way too selfish. And I feel like I would resent my child. I remember I was at a uh, Tony Robbins event. And uh, Tony, it was a day with Destiny. It was, oh man, it was intense. Like, it was like one of the last days. And he had like no cards. He had us write, like, confess some fucking. I forgot what, what the exercise was, but like fucking confess some shit that's like been weighing on, on people or whatever it is. And it's like, it's never going to be seen. Like, dude, it's just like, it's crazy shit. And I remember Tony was on stage and he was reading some of them, right? And like people didn't put their names on them and shit, but they wanted to get it off their chest. And he was reading a couple on stage and he uh, he read one that like really struck me. And I was like, dude, like, oh my gosh, like... Like, I felt like I can relate to that. I'm like, oh my God, it was it was intense. This one, Some guy said, um, I resent my two-year-old son because I feel like he ruined my life or some shit like that. I forget, but it was like, I resent my two-year-old son and I feel like I shouldn't or something like that. Bro, I was like, yo, yo, like, oh, fuck that, man. So, I just, yeah. I this this is a whole list of reasons why I want to get a vasectomy. I want to say it's like a logical thing. It just feels like inside my body, it's like yeah, the, it would be a smart decision for you to get a vasectomy. I I think I think I will be happier without children in my life than I would be with children. And I say that because like I've never looked at a family and be like that's what i want like oh man look at that like that's beautiful like growing up seeing how like imperfect marriages and like just seeing like as i grow older seeing like um parents like really hate each other and resent each other but stay together for the children and then it's like damn bro like and I've seen people like really like love each other and then like they have a child and then the tables turn and they're like, dude, now like they're fucking tied to this person for the rest of their life. And it's like not the best partner. And um, like, dude, like fuck that, man. Like so it's so much risk to that and it's so much headache. And like I've just seen so many things go sideways with having children. I'm like and. And I'll be honest, I'm going to have problems too, you know, being, you know, childrenless. But 
I mean, I'll take I'll take the those problems over uh, the other possibility of problems. Like I I don't want to be tied to somebody for the the rest of my life. I don't want that. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Fuck that. Hell no. That's fuck that. One thousand percent. And yeah, that's just that's how I feel. So I'm excited about uh, what's to come. Mostly me, and it's going to be a good time. So thank you for listening, and talk soon. Peace.